Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome back, everybody. Another edition of the Sports Show brought to you by thesports.com. We are getting closer and closer to the holiday season. We hope everybody is enjoying it. Uh, with you, as always, Jim Parsons from the Sportster with Norman Quarantine from the Sportster. Norman, how you doing? I'm good, man. Good. We're going to have some fun on this show, uh, although it might not be so much fun for some of the people we're about to talk about because there is a report out there that some of the hires that Triple H has made since taking over the head of talent and creative and all the new titles he's been given within WWE are not necessarily uh, living up to his expectations. Let's put it that way. Uh, Mm -hmm. He's hired a lot of people, and there's a whole list of the names of those that he has brought back that were under the budget cuts or releases in WWE. He's given these people another shot. Some are doing okay. Some are not necessarily performing up to standards as per WrestleVotes, a very popular Twitter account Mm -hmm. that often tends to have some pretty decent inside information. So we're going to talk about this list of talents he's brought back. We're going to give our opinions on each one, see where they're at, see who we might think is underperforming, who is living up to expectations, who's exceeding expectations. It's going to be kind of fun. Uh, Hopefully nobody gets canned out of this show, though. So uh, let's do it. Uh, What do you want to do? Do you want to start with the list or should we just go through them one by one? Yeah, let's just go through them one by one. Okay, so let's start with the real, the first one that we knew about with Triple H was Karrion Cross and Scarlet. Uh, on the almost the, the first show that Triple H was kind of running on SmackDown by himself. Now, there were others that he was sort of kind of controlling things, at least we figured he was. But this was kind of the first real SmackDown show under the Triple H era. And Karrion Cross shows up and attacks Drew McIntyre. So we're like, wow, okay. Uh, Triple H, he's making a statement. He's bringing back somebody he thought had a bright future in WWE, who many people thought also should have had a brighter future in WWE, but he was dressed as some sort of crazy Trojan war. I don't know. It was like the worst Halloween costume in the world before he was released under Vince McMahon. Karrion Cross and Scarlett are back. I would argue that it hasn't been the greatest run 
uh, for Kieran Cross, mm-hmm. even though the expectations in the ceiling are supposed to be really high for this guy. Well, let's start with him. So what do yeah. you, what do you make of Kieran Cross's return and the run since <laughs> kind of shocking people? Cause he was the first big one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we talked, we've talked a little bit on this podcast about how he really, we've been waiting for him to have that match that, um, you know, that, sets us soul on fire and, and and kicks his you know sort of catapults his career into where they seem to think it should be they being wwe triple h stephanie nick khan etc um yeah very underwhelming um he there was a moment in back in nxt shortly after he debuted on nxt there was a, a very very brief fleeting moment where i thought they might be onto something here and then it never happened. Uh, it was a mixture of booking stuff, you know, him getting called up and then essentially buried on the main roster. But I, what, I just don't think his his in ring work is up to scratch. Um, and I just don't, I just don't think that he. It's just not working. I, 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 I still feel like maybe there's something that can be done there, like a few tweaks, a few little, you know, character changes here and there. Um, maybe a change up in, in, in ring styles. Um, but for whatever reason, it just isn't working. And this, you know, to be honest with you, this, this second run hasn't been, <laughs> you know, this is going to sound crazy considering, you know, the humiliation they put him through yeah. regarding the, uh, the ring gear and stuff. But I don't know that this second run has been much better than the first <laughs> yeah, main it's roster been, run. It's been different. And when you're comparing it to what he was dressed as, you must be saying to yourself, how can anything be worse than that? But mm. I get where you're going with this. Like mm-hmm. it just has not been, it's not been what cross probably wants. It's not mm-hmm. what triple H probably wants. It's not what WWE's wanted. I think they believed that this was a difference maker, that this was a guy who could come in here with Scarlett at his side and really make a dent on SmackDown and be a top heel in the company. Uh, the thing that I'm su- most surprised by one, I think just the, approach to his character and his gimmick and what they've done with him. I think it was a mistake to have him go after Drew McIntyre right away. I get why they did it. They wanted to make an impact and he was one of the biggest babyface stars on the SmackDown roster at the time. But you kind of put yourself in a situation where one of two things was either going to have to happen. He was either going to have to have a concre- an incredible match with Drew McIntyre like right off the hop or he was going to have to destroy Drew McIntyre to get over. If it's mm. anything less than that, you're kind of like, okay, well, great. He's back with Drew McIntyre just beat him. So mm-hmm. what do you do here? What I kind of like and why I'm still sort of hopeful for this is I I see something in the the buildup with Rey Mysterio that I, I kind of like, and I wish they would have done right away. We mm-hmm. know Karrion Cross has got this TikTok thing that he does, right? Like it's mm-hmm. running out of time, running out of time. The promo that he cut on SmackDown where Rey Mysterio's on the, whatever you want to call it, the uh, stretcher with gurney bed in the medical office or the trainer's facility or whatever. And he comes up and he says, look, your time's running out. Like you are a dinosaur in this business. You're wrestling far past your expiry date. I'm taking you out. Crearing cross could be, I think this generation's version of the legend killer where he comes in and he, everybody he's targeting, he believes is past their prime that he's mm-hmm. decided, you know what? You should not be here anymore. And I'm mm-hmm. going to be the reason you leave. And Mm -hmm. just take all these people out because there's always somebody in WWE who's on their way out, right? Whether Mm -hmm. they're finishing, like nobody knew Randy Orton was going to be injured, but had you known that, and there was potential that Randy Orton was not going to come back, he'd have been a perfect person for carrying cross to take out. Mm. Right. If you've got riddle who, you know, fails 
what we believe is a wellness policy drug test, and he's out for however long he's going to be out now. Have Karen Cross take Riddle out. Like, have Karen Cross give you a reason that he's decided you shouldn't be here and he's going to take you out and then have him successfully do it. Right? Yeah. Then you can get rid of these people off of TV for however long you need to do it. Or if they're leaving the company for good, this can be their way out. You really put Karen Cross over. He's got in his mind a legitimate reason to attack you because there was no real reason to attack Drew McIntyre. They never explained it. They just said, mm-hmm. here's the guy that you're going to fight. And there was no logical, like, why am I doing this? Like, mm-hmm. But with Rey Mysterio, I sort of see that he's going, okay, well, everybody's got their expiry date. TikTok time is running out on you. You shouldn't be here anymore. You're not where you should, like, I'm, I'm going to be the guy that sends you home, right? Yeah. I get that. It makes sense for me that that would be his thinking. I'm the new generation. You're the old generation. Goodbye, mm-hmm. right? Why can't you find those people? Why yeah. can't you find a few of those? And then you've got Kieran Cross built up for six months to a year, and you've got the storyline, and he gets over because he's mm-hmm. winning and taking these people out, and he becomes a, not a legend, but someone he has built a reputation for getting rid of these people that he believes shouldn't be there. I, yeah. I don't know why they didn't do that from the very beginning. Uh, yeah. But I, if they do that with Ray, I'm not sure that you want to take Ray out necessarily, but at least for a while and give him a break or whatever. Have Kieran Cross dispatch of these people and see what happens, right? Yeah. I yeah, think I mean, that would have been an interesting idea that they just didn't do. Yeah, I was going to say it's as good, as good as a good enough as a, of an idea as they've, you know, I mean, it's, yeah, it's certainly better than anything they've done with him today. So, yeah, sure. they just, I think they just failed to figure out what to do with him when he had that initial buzz that he came in and there's like, whoa, okay, Karen Cross is back. Like, mm. that's kind of cool. And everybody's really excited about the fact that they weren't going to see the Karen Cross that left WWE, right? Yeah. And so they just sort of dropped it on that. And I don't know why. Do I, okay, here's my next question. We'll ask this for each person. Do you think that these two are in jeopardy of being on the cutting room floor if it doesn't continue? Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know. Um, I mean, look, it's WWE. Nobody is, you know, nobody is immune from from being fired. Uh, we've seen that before. Nobody's immune from being suspended or, or, or cut loose um, in a pinch. So, yeah, I, I, I don't think they're in any immediate jeopardy. I think that um, Triple H is going to try to see some sort of return on investment here. Um, but I will say that, yeah, they are running out of, 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 of chances to be honest with you. Yeah. And it's interesting timing because Scarlett just hopped into the ring and wrestled her, what we believe is first kind of main roster match, uh, at a live event. And it looks like they're going to give her a shot as a wrestler. So we'll see where that goes, but yeah, it's been underwhelming. Uh, hopefully they can figure something out here in the short order, because I do wonder if, uh, maybe he's, these two were kind of, eh, maybe this was not the right choice we'll see uh moving on dexter loomis has been another very interesting uh decision he was one of the next people to show up and the the big thing for me that i was really kind of like disappointed in i i like dexter loomis a lot he's got that quality about him that he's just so unique he's very different from anybody else on the roster and really anybody in wrestling there are people sort of like him whether it's orange Cassidy or dan Housen or there's those types of characters in wrestling and dexter loomis is one of those people mm-hmm. but wwe just waited way too long for this thing like they pushed this miz storyline and they did try to wrap it up with this whole like oh miz was paying him and then it fell apart and they finally it was months like months that they pushed this thing and really never went anywhere with it and 
I think that was a huge mistake because now you've got Loomis with Johnny Gargano, which is all fun and games and everybody's having a, a jolly old time. But you had this creepy sort of weird dude just showing up that, you know, in a few weeks you could have really pushed the needle on this guy. And they just didn't. They just sort of had yeah. him continually show up and do the same thing over and over to the Miz. And it took him a good two months to explain why he was doing it. Yeah. And I thought that was an interesting choice. What do you make of the Dexter Loomis hire? <laughs> Yeah, I like Dexter Loomis. I think he has something to offer. I think he's a good, as long as they don't book him too seriously, right? I think he's a really good sort of um, almost like a comedic relief character, right? Um, so yeah, I do like him. Um, and I think he, you know, I think he he's capable of having some fun, enjoyable matches. And yeah, so I definitely think he he adds something to that roster. And I, and I, I, I think it's smart to have him around and keep him around. Uh, but yeah, booking wise, not um, not not the best, not what I would have done. Um, but you know, I'm not being paid to do that, so there we go. But yeah, I would have um, yeah maybe done it a little bit better. I don't know if the Miz was the right guy. Like obviously, I love the Miz, and the Miz is great and is uh, very very uh, selfless and and always gets people over. Um, but yeah, I just don't know if this was the right way to do I don't know why they just didn't have him come in and just re why did they just didn't reform the way or something? You know, they got Gagana, they got Larray, Indy Hartwell can come up, they've got theory on there. Um, yeah, just just kind of continue or redo the the Indy Hartwell uh Dexter Loomis storyline on the main roster. Why not? I mean, they are canonically still married, right? So, <laughs> mm. so what do you think happens with him? Does he wind up in the same category as a guy like R Truth? Or, you know, when Goldust became somewhat of a goofy sort of character, but he had a really long shelf life in WWE, like much longer than anybody would have thought before he went to mm. AEW. Like, does he become that character where he's just sort of used in these moments where you need somebody? Like, Truth is used. He's been, to his credit, he's figured out a way to keep WWE employment for over 20 years. Like, the guy's the genius when it comes to, like, being watchable for if it's only two minutes and not seeing him for a month. He comes on and he makes you laugh every time. Like does Dexter Loomis have that ability where he can be that character in WWE and there's always going to be room for him to do that? Or is his character, his gimmick, does it have a much shorter shelf life than some of these people? Um, No, I can definitely see him in that, in that role. Maybe, maybe being featured a little bit more prominently just because of his sort of physique and look. Um, yeah, I could definitely see him. I could even see him having a mid-card title run at some point, you know, maybe a ta- or a tag team title run. Um, yeah. So yeah, I can definitely see, see him being in that sort of gold dust, our truth role, maybe a little bit more, you know, Santino, that kind of thing. He has, you know, he's going to ha- maybe have an intercontinental title run, US title run, something like that. But he's, you know, I could also see him being a guy that wins, wins money in the bank at some point or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and he's going to be fun in the Royal Rumble, right? He's going to do some fun Royal Rumble spots. So, yeah, I think there's definitely a there's in theory there's a place on him, a place for him on that roster for you know until he until he decides he doesn't want to wrestle anymore. Okay, uh, that makes a lot of sense to me too. What mm. what? Let's move on to the person he works with the most, which is Johnny Gargano. Uh, here's maybe one of the better in-ring performers. I think there's a handful of them. Chad Gable's in that group. Johnny Gargano's in that group. And there's some, and I'm talking about people who have sort of been in the spotlight for like the last five years. There's, there's people who have, uh, are way up in the totem pool in WWE who just are, you know, the goats of this industry. 
Gargano's got a fantastic reputation for being a really solid wrestler. He's small. He's, mm-hmm. um, you know, not necessarily the most believable, you know, person to beat everybody that he faces. So he's got to kind of find his niche and his his space in WWE to be, you know, believable and over and relevant and stuff. And right now it looks like he's going the goofy route and being kind of a sassy, you know, dry sense of humor really get in your face and annoy you kind of person, which doesn't necessarily highlight his wrestling skill. Um, but he, I don't know. Where do you put Gargano? Like, is he, has he been what you thought he would be since he came back? Like when you envisioned him coming back, did you see, okay, here's a guy Triple H is going to have wrestle all these incredible matches. Mm-hmm. And you're like, man, Gargano is awesome. But he really hasn't done that. Like he's wrestled nah. a few good ones, but he's, he's been more of the comedic, you know, let's just get in your face and, and drive you crazy in a positive way that fans really like. Mm. That's what they've done with him. So yeah. is that a mistake? Like what? what do you- Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements featuring rust proof stainless steel hardware, weather ready teak and quick dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. You take the Gargano. Yeah, it's a tough one, right? Because he's, you know, he is... um he's one of those guys where he is so, so sort of he's yeah, he's a very, he's very good in the ring. He's capable of having some really, really good matches. You know, he's not, I don't think he's quite on, you know, Brian Danielson's level, for example, but I do think that he is a very, very uh, good, brilliant technical in ring performer. Um, and then he does have enough character. He does have enough charisma and, and, and sort of personality to, to um to get over and 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 get get people on his side you know i mentioned danielson because i feel like if there is a spot if he is ever going to get to the top of that card i feel like he would have to be booked in the same way that danielson was during the sort of yes movement thing Mm -hmm. kind of like a sort of scrappy underdog thing nobody wants him to win everyone's writing him off he doesn't represent the company but he's still but he's so good in the ring and he's got so much charm that he's able to to you know climb the top of the mountain i actually yeah so i do think it's it's really one of those things where it's, it's you know it's hard to envision Johnny Gargano as WWE champion. Yes, um, but is it you know is it something that in theory could like is it something that could be possible and that I think that he could be good in a role that he could be good in and yeah, um, but so far this return hasn't blown me away. Um, yeah like we you know i think triple h as a a main roster booker is still kind of finding his feet and there's some growing pains and stuff and it's a pretty bloated roster um i hope that yeah i do hope that we see i do think gargano has like something i think i think there is a way to book him that you know i think it's possible to get some really engaging 
angles and storylines out of him and, and certainly some brilliant matches. So I, I hope they're able to do that at some point. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think you you definitely don't want to lose him because there is that potential, however small it might be, <clears> that he could be the next A plus player that gets that push towards WrestleMania. Like there's that uh, there's that about him, right? Mm-hmm. There's that thing that you're just like maybe the fans will just get behind him at some yeah. point and make it you know the most organic sort of inevitable run to huge success that no one saw coming. There's that about him that you could kind of, you could see that happening. I don't know if it ever does, but it certainly could. Uh, speaking of Candice LeRae, his real life wife, and I don't know if it's too fair, too early and unfair to judge how her return has been. Cause she came back, she was prominent for a couple weeks and then she got injured and now she's just sort of back again. Right. So is, it, is it even fair to just, to even put her in this category and say, look, we haven't had, we haven't been able to see her do her thing yet. Cause she's mm. been injured more than she's been healthy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess so. I think maybe we need uh, a little bit more time to, to assess the, the kind of story situation. I think, honestly, I think that she is just good to have around anyway, because she's so experienced. She has uh, so much experience on the independent scene she is very gifted. Um, so I think having her around in general, just in that locker room is, is a really good smart idea because I, I think she's a, uh, a, a, a huge influence on some of the, the younger female talent in that locker room. Um, but yeah, in terms of on screen and in ring stuff, I don't think she's even really scratched the surface of what she's capable of. You know, she's not that like, she's, I, she's, I don't, I think she's got many years of her career left. Um, and she's obviously very likable and charismatic. I don't know what, you know, yeah, it just depends, doesn't it, right? If you've got like people like Ronda Rousey, you've got Charlotte coming back, you've got Becky Lynch, um, you gotta find you gotta find room for someone like Candace. But, you know, again, similar to similar to her husband, I think. I think it's there's, you know, she she's capable of of delivering some entertainment entertaining television. So yeah. Yeah. I don't necessarily see her in the top, you know if you have a cluster at the top and a cluster in the middle and some at the bottom who are enhancement talents, you know, I, she's somewhere in the middle for me. I don't know that mm-hmm. she'll ever be, you know, in the Bailey and if we're, I don't know what's happening with Sasha Banks, Bailey Banks, Charlotte, Becky Lynch, uh, Ronda Rousey, those, those women, she's not in that category, but right. you can, you can have her middle tier and do some really effective stuff with her. And I know you're right. I think she can bring better matches out of people than they might be able to have on their own or with less experienced in-ring workers yeah let's switch to hit row this may be for me the least effective return uh, uh-huh. of this group i think it's yeah. been really bad actually I'm, yeah i would from the moment they showed up right like, i i think that initial return when we had heard that day that maybe they were coming back and then they showed up on that smackdown it just didn't go over well i don't think that people responded to it very well i don't think that they've responded at all like i think to me they wanted this to be Kind of the, you know, Enzo and Cass reaction where they were like, we do these things. Everybody kind of thinks they're cool. People really get behind. And it never happened for him. Mm. And then within weeks, they were jobbing out to the Viking Raiders or Legato Del Fantasma. They, only this past Friday on SmackDown did they finally get like a, a leg up on these these teams, which I mm-hmm. even thought was a mistake because you've got the Viking Raiders who you're really trying to heavily push. And I think their new sort of creative is kind of cool and you're making something out of them instead of a joke, um, then they sort of get tossed around by Hit Row. I just think Hit Row things knock on well. If there's anyone on this list that I think you know, might not last, it's Hit Row. What about you? 
Yeah, I agree. And that's a testament to really a testament to uh, how charismatic <laughs> Swerve is. Um, it felt like, yeah, it just felt like it was weird. As soon as he was removed from the equation, it just felt like a knockoff version of of whatever Hit Row was. That he, he really was the glue that kind of coalesced that faction. They And they worked better as sort of cronies uh, for him. Um, yeah, it's not working for me. I don't think that um yeah i just don't think that the three the, the three of them i don't think they're, they're so new i think maybe that if they if they were going to bring them back they should have just gone back to nxt yep because swerve was always the was the only one that could actually wrestle out of the out of the lot of them really because the others are all too sort of new and uh haven't got the years under their belts yet so yeah they're just not main roster ready and then whatever it is that they're i could i can see that there's some potential in all of them um but it's just too much too soon and i think they need a little bit longer in the oven and and nxt um yeah not working not enjoying it i don't really have anything good to say yeah (laughs) i mean other than that they have some potential yeah their problem is that for every category that each one of the members of that group is supposed to fill they don't measure up like the big guy's not a a big enough heavyweight you know in the middle of the guy that's supposed to wrestle a lot, he doesn't. And he's not really, and BFAB's just really inexperienced. And from what we heard on her way out, she just didn't have, you know, her matches weren't good. And we've yeah. really not seen her wrestle at all since yeah. she came back. So it's been kind of a mess. Uh, the Good Brothers. I actually like this one. I did not expect that I would. Mm. I didn't think Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows were going to have another run in WWE. And the last run wasn't very good. But this one I think has been better. They remind me a little bit of like a, lower level APA where they're kind of fun and they've really worked well with AJ styles again. And Mia Yim's come in there and I thought been mm. really good. Oh, Mia Yim's not on this list, but she should be. Yeah. Um, so I think the good brothers have been actually quite the success much better than I thought they were going to be when they brought, when they showed up again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like the good brothers. I totally can see why people find them. Um, why people, why they get under people's skin, I guess. Um, I, I just find them entertaining when they're on screen. Um, I think they've got good, good chemistry. I think they're kind of funny guys in a, yeah, like you said, in an APA way and kind of, you know, they're good brothers. So, you know, I think they're, um, yeah, I definitely think they're worth having on that roster. Um, and hopefully, yeah, if they're utilized correctly, then they can be thoroughly enjoyable for sure. Yeah, that's the trick. You got to use them right. Don't do those stupid, goofy doctor skits that you were doing vignettes with those guys before in their last run. Just make it work. Make them part of a faction. Make them, you know, tough enough that it's like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, And AJ's happy when they're around, so that's good. Uh, Mm -hmm. Braun Strowman, I think, has been okay. He's been Mm. not necessarily underwhelming, but certainly not as big of an impact as you would have hoped that he would be. Mm -hmm. I think part of that has to do with the fact that he didn't didn't take them long to open his mouth on social media mm-hmm. and get himself in a little bit of hot water. I don't think he's running the risk of, you know, losing his contract or anything like that, but I don't know what they spent to bring him back. And if there's maybe somebody on this list and there's another name that we'll talk about here in a second that probably fits in this category too, cost per return on investment, you know, maybe Strowman's a guy that doesn't make it because I think maybe they spent a lot on him. And he's not necessarily giving you what you're hoping a guy of Strowman's size and stature and, you know, that it monster of all monsters. It's, it's not really been the monster of all monsters. So mm-hmm. where do you rank Strowman's return? Yeah, not a fan, really. I think the stuff with Omos was all right. Um, yeah, just not really dig. I think the more he opened his mouth uh, outside of WWE and on social media, I think that 
uh, made that it really did make him less appealing to me as a sort of in ring on screen WWE superstar. Um, yeah, I think I just think the work has turned on him a little bit, and I'm not, I'm just not really feeling it, and I don't really know. Yeah, maybe if he's there to fulfill, you know, like what the, that that role that Big Show fulfilled for the last sort of five, ten years of his WWE career, uh, maybe something like that, I think, would be the best sort of position for him. Um, yeah, I don't. And I, yeah, I, hope, I would hope they're not spending too much money on him, that's for sure, because, you know, he can, if that's the case, he can always go back to uh, control your narrative, right? Yeah, because, you know, that did real well for him. Right. Uh, the other person I was talking about when I mentioned this was Bray Wyatt. Uh, Bray Wyatt, I think, is an interesting one here because he has the potential to be a huge, huge difference maker in WWE. But the way they've booked him, I've not liked it at all. I mm. I have not. The return, initial return with these Firefly Funhouse, the real life size characters and stuff was kind of cool. But since then, it's like, well, what, what was that all about? We never got an explanation for that. We don't know yeah. who this Uncle Howdy is, even though he's sort of showing up here and there. His initial feud with LA Knight is kind of neat, but we don't know why he's got a beef with LA Knight other than the fact that he just ran into him backstage and then LA Knight slapped him. So now he's mad at him. Like, I don't really know what Bray Wyatt is. I have no idea what they're doing with him. Uh, It's felt really long and winded and dragged out to me, which I think is a huge mistake because Bray Wyatt Mm -hmm. could have come in and immediately set the tone at that main event level and it didn't happen. So I believe there's still a huge future for Wyatt, but I think, WWE's got to get their act together and figure out what to do with this guy because yeah. they're missing an opportunity on somebody who could be in the top five of their drawable stars on mm. the roster, either brand. What do you think? Yeah, I'm starting to lose interest in it. Um, whatever little interest I did have. I like Bray Wyatt. My favorite version of Bray Wyatt will always be the original Wyatt family, sort of backwards cult leader Wyatt. Whatever they're doing now is just not... None of it co- is coalescing for me. There's no like sort of thematic um, consistency there. It's just kind of all over the place. Um, and I kind of just hate this mystery box stuff where it's like, what's happening? Mm-hmm. Find out next week. And then next week comes and you never find out. Um, yeah, whatever they're, whatever they're doing with him, they've got to pull the trigger on him soon. Get him back in the ring. Uh, yeah, because he is a talented guy, I think. Um he, he, you know, he does resonate with the fans. He does, he is able to connect with the fans, but they just got to stop with all this just hokey, over the top sci fi horror nonsense. Just yeah. come on, let's just get back to basics or something. I they're don't know. trying to overstimulate your senses, is what they're doing, mm-hmm. right? They've got him yeah. cutting these promos, but they're cutting him off with his own made up characters. Mm-hmm. They don't actually have him delivering a decent promo, and he's really good at it. Yeah. But they, they're introducing characters that they never actually tell you who they are. They don't follow through on it. They're introducing yeah. views and we don't know. He hasn't wrestled yet. Like yeah. we, we don't know what he's doing. Right. And it's just like, how much can we throw at you? How many flashy lights can we send your way yeah. and repeat yeah. the same little promos over and over again? They got to get out of that circle. I don't, that circle. don't care about the split personality thing either. I just don't care. Yeah. I just, you know, I just, it just, just doesn't miss this. Yeah. It's rubbish. Yeah. And, and if you're going to do it, go all the way with it. Do it right away. Mm. Like do it yeah. in the first three or four weeks. Don't drag it out for however long it's been now. Like it feels way longer. It's probably only been yeah. like two months, but when like, did he, when did he come back? Did he come uh, back at extreme rules or SummerSlam? I can't remember. Yeah. It was one of those papers. Yeah. Well, like, well it's, it's been, been a while. it's been several months and yeah it's still, I, I think maybe maybe he's not wrestling wasn't there word that he was shooting a movie so that could be where he's not wrestling insurance reasons or something like that maybe but um yeah the, well then just wait just hold off in his return a little bit i don't know silly and i'm not i'm not into it but hopefully but like you said there is potential there and it is possible for him to get back to being 
what he was at, at his peak. Yeah. Okay. We've got two more on this list uh, that we probably can't really say much about because Tegan Knox literally just came back. Yeah. And Emma's only a few weeks earlier than her. So yeah. I don't know how you can say either one of these have been underwhelming because they really yeah. haven't had a chance to do anything. But Emma's right. already in a thing with Madcap Moss mm-hmm. and Tegan Knox is already sort of working with some other women in here. So we'll see if this becomes a relationship yeah. thing with Emma and Madcap. They are together in real life. They yes, are, they are. They're yeah. real life and, couples, so. and I do think Emma actually, I, 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 I like Emma and I think she's actually better in the ring, like quite good in the ring more than most people give her credit for. Um, and I think, yeah, I think, I think she, she definitely has a, uh, a place on that roster that, uh, I think, yeah, I think she's like a welcome, refreshing presence on the roster. And then Tegan, yeah, Tegan's great when she's not injured, but sadly she's just injured all the time. So if she can stay healthy, if she can stay fit, then, um, yeah, I think we're going to see some, we will see some really good stuff from her. Okay. So I have to close this conversation off. I have two questions for you. One is anybody on this list, people that we just talked about, would you let any of them go? Um, yeah, I mean, if I was calling the shots right now, I would probably, I would at least stick hit row back in NXT for a a few months and just see if they get any better. Um, and then I don't know, man, carrying cross. I just feel I I would need to know how much they're paying him, but for whatever reason, he's just not, I'm just not vibing with carrying cross. And I don't, yeah, I don't know. I also feel like that's the thing. I actually think killer cross carrying cross. I think that he, he is a, interesting guy and i i just don't know if maybe wwe just isn't the place for him maybe impact it would be better or something like that maybe even new japan i don't know yeah hard to know i think they got to switch some gears on any of these i wouldn't i wouldn't hire i wouldn't fire any of them yet uh but i certainly would either try to figure out a direction and focus on what they're doing um but leading me to my next question would you hire any more like, so now we know Triple H has brought in these people. He's given a gamble. He's not necessarily impressed with them. Would you stop the hiring right now until you figure out what to do with the ones that you have hired? Yeah, I probably wouldn't hire any more people until it's because, like I said, the roster is getting a little bit bloated right now. Um, I can't, off the top of my head, I can't really think. Obviously, he, they, they, they released so many people over the last couple of years. There's definitely a few people that I think... I mean, the, I think the best, the ones that would be worth bringing back are the ones that he can't bring back, right? Swerve mm-hmm. can't come back right now. Keith Lee can't come back. These people are tied up with AEW contracts. But yeah, those are the guys that uh, I'm, although I don't know, FTR, that's... <laughs> well, there's some names, right? There's Miro, Andrade, Alidolo. There's yeah. FT, like, there's some people that we think might not be necessarily happy. CM Punk, right. we've talked about him many times, right? Yeah. Like, do you stop because these haven't necessarily worked out for you yeah. or do you just kind of keep going back to that well and hope you hit on one it's an interesting uh, conversation i'd love to see another ftr run in wwe personally I, I like what i love what they're doing right now but i think triple h would book them properly and i'd like to see that like he did in nxt there you go well folks put your comments in listen to the podcast share it with us give us your feedback let us know what you think until next time norman uh jim from the sports here thanks another edition of the sports show we'll talk to you next time Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. 
And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.